kind of what I was doing with in my prayer, analyzing David. Now, we all have, you know, based on our personalities, the way we think, the way we operate, we all have quirks and different things like this. And I, I've, been, I've been meditating on this thing called faith and walking. David, you, you probably never noticed this, but David's a very logical thinker. I mean, I like... And I'm not plagued with the, the problem of being a, a close-knit thinker. I, I can think out in, in large spans, but I'm very logical on the basis of my, my thinking. And thus, when something is not working the way I expect it to work, like, like where I've released my faith for it to work, I start analyzing why it's not working. Because I, I want to know if I've messed something up. And so I, I, I look at it and I, I might start wondering why this thing isn't working. Well, now, if you, if you break this down on a biblical premise, that's not a, a statement of faith. Because in God, does it work? Yes. So, so I find myself that I have to battle myself on because I, I want to analyze things. It's like the way I'm wired. That's the way I think. I analyze things. I look at things and look at, look at things and look at the dynamics of them. And, and am I doing something that's, that's messing this up? Because I'll fix it. I don't have a problem fixing things. But in that, I can lose my focus on, no, once I, the Bible says that you shall declare a thing and it shall be established. Well, if I declared a thing, it's established. Why do I have to analyze why it's not working? Because if God is in control of it, he might be having to move the chess pieces around to get to the place where the manifestation can come. I've got to stay on the end on the declaration. Yes. Now, I know you don't have this problem because you just walk in faith and and full of hope and full of power, and you never consider anything that, the way it's looking. But see, if faith really works, if faith is really a spiritual principle, then we have to operate in faith biblically. And that is, we can't look at the why it's not working. If I've prayed in faith, and I believe what I said, and I doubt not, then, then what's my problem in the delay? The delay. It's me. It's like it's not coming in the, the, the time frame I want it to. It's not looking like it's going to happen. I'm feeling a certain way. My emotions are doing a certain thing. But wait a minute. Did I decree a thing? And if I decreed a thing in faith, then it shall be established. Now, I don't know if it's going to be 30 minutes, 30 days uh, or what, but, but there's some things I can mean God can deal with. I don't, I don't need anybody else to... To deal. So like one arena of that is in um, uh, healing from my body. OK, I don't I don't need if I have the faith. Now, there is scripture. Are there any sick among you? Let them call uh, for the elders of the church who's going to pray with you the prayer of salvation, you know, and you, you prayer of faith and you shall be saved. Um, there, there's that arena. If I'm struggling in my faith to be healed, call for the elders of the church. But I don't have to do that. If I have the faith in by his stripes, I'm healed. I, I can get that between me and God. OK, but if I've got an arena, say like money and I and I need God to do something for me financially or uh, people, somebody with a, a certain skill set. God, I need to get in front of the right person that does this. Now there may be a chess game that God has to play because God's not a go back to money. It's the easiest. God's not a counterfeiter. I'm not going to walk out in the backyard and there's going to be a stack of 
of you know $100 bills that's going to meet my needs. He's got to use a third-party element to make it happen. It may be a new job. See, that's what, when I was in finance and I was in this branch, and, and my description of this branch was that uh, if there was a vent where demons came from hell into the earth, it was that, that office. I mean, that's, that's how they came. I mean, I would, it, was, it was a battle. Now, this was about a $7 million office back in, uh, you know, the 90s. And, uh, and I'm praying and asking God for, for, you know, the things that were going on. And I'm, you know, setting my faith that these things are going to turn around. And all of a sudden, I get a call from uh, another company wanting to, wanting to interview me for a job. I actually hung up, told them no, hung up the phone and rebuked the devil. Because I view this as you're getting me off track of where my faith is. And like a, a day or two later, another company called me, wanted to interview with me. And I told them no. And I rebuked the You ain't going to get me off of this thing, man. I'm going to win this thing. My faith is strong. I'm pushing into this thing, and, and I'm focused on this thing. And then a third one called. I did the same thing. And I was driving home the day of the third call, and only as God can do, he told me a joke that was like in one <laughs> second. It was like the whole joke was told. Told, and you've heard the joke before. I, I guess it's a joke. Where the guy was, uh, they said a flood was coming. You got you to evacuate. No, I'm going to trust God. And uh, so, you know, the, the flood came and, and a, a guy comes down on a canoe and says, get in, I'll take you to higher ground. He says, no, I'm believing God. And uh, the flood kept going up and there was a, 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 a um, he climbed up on the roof. You know, watching the water go by, his house full of water. Somebody else comes by and he says, no, I'm, uh, I'm believing God. And then uh, water keeps coming up. And this is back in the days of the old antennas. You, know, you had TV antenna on top of your house. And he climbs up on the TV antenna and, and there's a helicopter that comes, drops down a ladder, get on, we'll take it higher ground. No, I'm trusting God. And uh, he drowns and dies. First thing he wants to ask Jesus when he gets to heaven is, man, my faith was in you. Uh, why didn't you save me? He said, I sent you three opportunities, but you denied every one of them. And in that split second, he told me that joke. I realized the three people that called me. So I had locked in on how the answer was going to manifest. And so uh, I called them all three back. And uh, uh, one of them, I think, had already hired somebody. Another one I met with, but there was like nothing there for either me or for them. And then the third one I got hired on, I went from a $7 million uh, office to a $32, $33 million office, had the greatest financial blessing in a one-time thing of what transacted. The company paid like $40,000 for me to get uh, hired. I mean, I had a bonus. I had this, I had that. I mean, it was just a financial uh, working, but, but it was letting God do what God does. Now, I will tell you, I was frustrated in the process. I didn't know the things that I knew now. I remember driving to work one day. It was about a 35, 40-minute drive to work, and I'm just frustrated. It's like, God, why is this not happening? And I finally got with this company. Everything all walked together. It's like in, in the middle of November, and they'd say, okay, we're ready to hire you. And I said, okay, I'll come to work on uh, the, first, uh, the first working day on January. And they're like, we need you now. You know, and I'm like five weeks away from the end of the year, and I've got a bonus with this company that I have. It's going to be like ten dollars or $12,000. And um, I said, well, according to their policies, if I walk away now, I walk away from my bonus. It doesn't make sense for me to leave uh, the bonus. And they said, uh, we'll get back to you. Oh, you talk about my heart dropping. I was all set, man. Victory had come. And they, they waited like one or two days, and I'm driving to work. I'm probably about half to three quarters of the way there, and uh, um, I'm frustrated. 
And they called me. Uh, I had a cell phone. It was like in a bag. <laughs> you, know, you actually pick up the cell phone. You guys remember those? And uh, they called me on the way to the office, and uh, they said, can you s provide su uh, um, documentation that if you leave, uh, that you, you won't get your bonus and what your bonus will be? And I said, yeah, of course I can. They said, well, you fax that to us. So I had to turn around and go back home, grab it. I was late for the to the office, and uh, um, I got all that faxed it up. And so they, they said, okay, if you'll come to work uh, now, or two weeks uh, uh, notice, you know, and come to work now, we'll pay you their bonus. I was like, wow, praise God. Okay, I'll do that. I don't care where the check comes from. I just want the check. <laughs> you know, I'm not picky where money comes from. And um, you know, the interesting thing was, because anytime, you know, I'm in a finance company. Anytime you're talking money, you talk from a gross standpoint. Not ooh yucky, but you know, mathematical gross. So when I, I told him I was getting like, if memory serves me correct, I was getting 12, 12,500, something like that on, on a gross basis. I don't know what God did in the conversation, but when they, I got hired, I started work, and they paid me my bonus, but when they paid me, they grossed it up and gave me a $12,000 net bonus, which means that they wrote a check for like a little over $20,000. And, you know, when you get uh, a bonus, you're taxed at the highest uh, rate under, um, you know, FICA and all that kind of stuff, sales tax, or not sales tax, but uh, state tax. And uh, so then when I filed my taxes, I ended up getting a $6,000 refund because of the amount of taxes that was paid. Now, this process took several, several, several weeks, um, actually pr probably uh, a couple of months. But wh what's my point? I have, a, I have a tendency to try to analyze things. And what you and I have got to do is walk in the peace of what he said. I've established a thing. And I, I wasn't familiar with that verse at this time. But if you will decree a thing, it shall be established. Now, I had no idea I was going to speak on this for probably about 10 minutes. But, uh, but I, I'm just going to believe this has helped somebody. Because whatever you're walking in, God has an answer. Don't, don't get focused on what it looks like, what it feels like. Stay focused on what you said. Keep, keep proclaiming what you said. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, let's go to the Bible. And uh, uh, I believe everything my Bible says. I believe everything my Bible says. No matter what the devil says. No matter what, the devil says. No matter what people say. No matter what, people say. No matter what my circumstances says. Today, I am a believer. Therefore, I am a receiver. And I do believe, and I do believe that, I that I will receive absolutely everything absolutely God has for me today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, over the last two weeks, I have been, I have been laying a foundation of the place called In the Spirit. Picking up off of what Pastor Harbaugh preached on, what powerful and glorious services that we had. But we've got to find this place that's called In the Spirit. <clears throat> As I, What I've been establishing over the last two weeks is that this is not some mystical place that we go to. It's not, it is a location that we operate from, <coughs> but it's really not complex. It's within us. We have to learn how to have this alignment in Christ. If you are born again, a deposit was made inside of you. That deposit contains everything that God wants to do through you. It has the provision for everything. You are not lacking anything. 
Now, many people are living their lives thinking, well, if I just had, if I just had. No, you've got a, you've got a deposit inside of you that God has placed everything in you that you need for your life to fulfill the purpose that he, he established for you before the foundation of the earth. Now, we read this, and we'll just go over there to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. You encouraged me. And then the, the followers along, that, that helps too. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Let's see if we can do it better. Yes. All right. Now we're ready. Amen. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, uh, I, I, I broke this down quite diligently quite a bit last, uh, last Sunday. We have this treasure from God inside of us that the excellency of the power is not of you. Your mind can't, uh, you're not smart enough. You're not skilled enough. It's an earthen vessel. These talents that God gave them to us anyway. God wants us to do things and live in a way that is far beyond what we can accomplish ourselves. Now, we, we participate in this. It's evident by most Christians' life that if we don't tap into this, we're not going to live in a place called victory, power, dominion. But it's within us. So we don't have, if God would just, no, he's already done it and he's already put it in you. We have to learn how to live out of this place called in the spirit. And we have this treasure, a deposit of great wealth by literal uh, definition of the world in this earthen vessel. So it doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are. doesn't matter how, matter how smart you are or how dumb you are. Probably if you're on the smarter side, it's going to be harder. Um, uh, because on the dumb side, we can just say, oh, yeah. Because unless you have faith like a child, they just believe what you say. It, it's us analyzers that, that really gets in the way. So this is a statement of being. In him, anywhere you find in the Bible, in him, in whom? This is the place called in the spirit, because he is spirit. In him, a statement of being, in him we live. We should live our lives from this position. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. Because stuff will come at us that, that looks really big to us. And uh, uh, um, uh, Cody told me about a, a message that he heard one time. I'm going to grab your phone right here. And the person was talking. I think they had a dollar bill or something like that. And uh, I'm going to use a phone. And he said that, that when it's like right here, all I can see, now I've got a pretty wide peripheral vision so I can see the people on the, the sides here, but you know, for most of the time, if this is right here and this is the problem, do you know what I see? All I can see is the problem. Yeah. If this is right here, I can see a lot more around the problem and it's not as big. Amen. This is where a, a lot of people live is the problems that come up in our life they keep them right here. They meditate on it. They're thinking about it. They wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. They're, what am I going to do if this happens? What am I going to do if that happens? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Now, you should have the Bible like this, but what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the, the answer is in here. In him we live. God has designed us that we can live out of the spirit and not out of the natural. In him we move. 
So, so my very movements, uh, I saw a post uh, here not too long ago about a person that was in a car wreck. I mean, totally flipped over their car. I mean, it looks like it's totaled. I don't, I'm not a mechanic or, or, you know, in that kind of business, but it looked like it was total. And uh, they, they got bumped and bruised, uh, but they weren't really hurt that bad. I mean, they, they, they got hit hard. And, uh, but, but the whole thing was, and I, I guess I can't disagree with what they're saying, but it really, I, I thought about it for a while. Praise God, he is so good that we weren't hurt. Yeah, but you lost your car. What, what if I amped my faith up? I don't get in wrecks. I don't get hurt. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. I work on myself. It doesn't matter what happens in the economy. I will prosper. It doesn't matter what happens to the supply chain. We will have food. Because I'm not living on, I'm not saying I'm perfect in it. I'm not saying I've gotten all the way there, but I'm working on myself to get there. I'm not reliant upon the natural to work for my life to work. Now, does the enemy try to fight that? I tell you what, these last several, six, eight, ten weeks, They've been a battle. Uh, yeah, there's a battle in it. But I constantly push forward in God. In fact, what I do, whatever I'm, whatever I'm believing for or whatever I'm requiring of myself, if it looks like it's not working, I, I, I up the ante. I give more. I do more. I show up more. I up the ante. I am not going to yield myself to what this world has, because I understand what's in me. And I, don't feel, I, I, I know there's far more in me and far more for me than what I understand, but I'm actively pursuing and trying to understand so that I can walk in it. And when I recognize things that are contrary to what God has said, I stand in resistance to them. So uh, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power be of God and not of us. Now, we also looked at verse 3 that says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. If you look at the heart intent of God in this, God wants you and me to live on a level where his power, excellency of power, can be revealed through us. Okay, well, well, if by his stripes I'm healed, if everybody's getting sick around me and I can rise above that and not get sick, that's going to reveal his power and I'm personally going to benefit from it. Yes. If everybody else is going broke and I rise above it and I'm not going broke, I'm going to reveal God's power and it's better for me. God's system is really cool. He wants us to live. He wants to reveal himself through us. We are the beneficiaries of that, but that is what reveals who he is. But what do we do? You don't understand, Peddler. You ever notice how people can't speak clearly when they got a problem? <laughs> but you don't understand, Peddler. They got this brother on me, and this is happening, and that's happening, and I don't know what to do. What if we, put, we held the phone out here and we put the word right here, Joshua 1.8. Yeah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. It may feel, look, and act like it's going to win. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, they're going to gather, but it's not of God. They're not gathering by God. This isn't coming against me because of God. No, they're going to gather. That weapon's going to be formed, but it cannot prosper. It will not accomplish what it's designed to accomplish. But God said his word will accomplish what his word has said. So his word has delivered me out of this sickness, disease, money, uh, anxiety, whatever it is. His word has delivered me out of this thing, and I'm going to walk in his word. Now, it may not feel like it. It may not look like it. Uh, things may not seem like they're coming together, but I have decreed it and it shall be established and so we've got to we've got to come into this place of understanding on friday i did a live stream i'd encourage you to go back and listen to it uh if you didn't see it or if you did do it twice it'll help you uh, our life basically comes down to light versus dark yes. every decision every act act what we do comes down to a basis are we going to live in and there's the power of darkness and there's the power of light i dealt with both of those and so we've got to come to this place where we realize I'm just not a guy living in Visalia. God had a plan for me before he started all this. And he had designed for me a level to live in. Amen. Now, you probably haven't, but I've failed along the way. Amen. I've goofed things up. I've delayed the purposes of God. Amen. But now I'm trying to get it right and in line Amen. because God is faithful to his word. And so we've got to come to that place uh, on the place of in the spirit. And uh, we have to understand it's not some weird conceptual place. It's God has placed it in me. I, I've got to learn how to walk in this, have my being in who he is. We, we, are, um, we are presently living. How can I say this? We are presently living based on what's in us. There's a lot of people living in fear. You know why? Fear's in them. There's a lot of people going through life, man. They are, they are discombobulated, man. Panic at everything, afraid of everything, anxious about stuff, not at peace. Do you know why? Because you've allowed that to settle in you. There's a lot of people that are broke that will never get out of being broke because what's in them is broke. This is like a better word than what you guys are looking at me like. <laughs> you and I are living out what is in us. Guard your heart, your spirit man, Proverbs 4. Guard your heart, your spirit man, with all diligence. For out of it, your spirit man, comes the forces or issues of your life, depending on what version translation you're reading. You are living what's inside of you. Well, actually, that's good news. You know why? All you got to do is change what's inside of you. Yes. All we got to do is change what's inside of us. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, see if we can do a little bit Amen. better here. <laughs> now, as we, re as we read this and as I walk through this, remember, God does not change. Yes. What am I talking about? A place called in the Spirit. Okay, but we're going to go back to the, the beginning of time in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Actually, let me just stop right here. In our image and after our likeness and let them. Now, if, if we're made in the image of God, is there any failure in God? No. Is there any depression in God? No. Is there any uh, fear in God? No. Is there any discouragement in God? No. Is there any failure in God? No. Is there any brokenness in God? No. 
Uh, okay, so if we're made after him, we were not designed to live in that. Okay. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. Uh, in the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Now, I want to go back, or in verse 28 says, and God blessed them. Now, what I'm talking about in the place called in the spirit, I'm really going to talk today about blessed. There's a lot of Christians saying they are blessed. Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, why are you always discouraged? Why are you broke? Why are you always sick? Come on. Is there a place that we can live in God? Or did he just leave us here to fend for ourselves? And one day, maybe if we're if we're good enough, we're going to go to heaven. Now, we have troubles in this world. I'm not saying that. There's sickness and disease all around us. I'm not saying that. There's poverty all around us. I'm not saying that. But God's made it where you don't have to participate in it. And he gave us the choice of whether we participate in it or not participate in it. If we understand what he did. So now, I want to go back up to verse 20. Because I want to show you something here. We're talking about blessed. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Uh, and this is, on, this is the fifth day of creation. God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly and the moving, uh, abundantly the moving creature that has life the fowl that may fly above the earth in an open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them. Now, everything you read before this on day one, two, three, and four is a system. It said emotions. It's a system that works. You plant a seed, it grows. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. It's a system. God did not have to bless it. But when he got to the living creatures, he had to bless them. Because there's a drive within the living creatures. So they are to replenish, you know, they're, they're, they're to fill everything, uh, uh, you know, and multiply. Uh, goes, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters, the seas, let the fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Okay, but now go down to verse 28. After God created man, he blessed them. And then he said, Be fruitful, be multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea. We go back up to verse 22. That which he blessed, the blessing of man supersedes the blessing of the animal life. The ability to function, the ability to fulfill purpose. He empowered us greater than he empowered them. But in all living things that are not part of a system, because a tree has no has no uh, brain that it's going to determine whether it wants to to grow, not grow or anything. It's just part of a system that God set up. But anything that's living that has a brain has to some degree with man having the most the direction by which it would go. Now, he empowered the animals to do what they were designed to do. That's why we don't run out of them. 
sure, species may come, species may go, or, or whatever. Uh, like, we don't really have dinosaurs roaming the earth anymore, so they're extinct now. But they had an ability while they, while they were here. But then God blessed us in our ability. So God's design is in this. Now, there's five things here. Uh, I might have to end on this uh, and not really get to where I'm going, but there's five things here that I, I want you to see that happened to man in this blessing and in what God created. The first thing was the entrance of the spirit of life. Now look at chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now, we have in John chapter 1, verse 4, I think it is, uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the same thing, he breathed the breath of life. When we're born again, the breath of God comes in. We become a living spiritual entity, person, connected to the creator, just like Adam was. So the first thing that happened was that, and this would be true of the born-again believer, is we have the breath of God in us. We live based on Him. Amen. Yeah, I would think that would be good news. All right. Number two, as a result of this, uh, going back to uh, verse 28, he said to be fruitful. There's not one of us that should ever not be fruitful. Our lives should produce something. Now, stop and think about this in the term of the system that God has set up. A tree. Does a tree struggle to produce? Let's say you got an apple tree. No, every year when the season comes, man, it just produces a bunch of apples. You know, you plant some corn, when the season comes, it just produces. It's what it's designed to do. He put a system within us. But, it's, but there's a will factor that's attached to it that I am going to either walk in this blessing to be fruitful or I'm going to try to be fruitful on my own, which is called toiling. There's a lot of people toiling in life. Remember Jesus, when he's on the seashore, he tells the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. Once he spoke, go to the other side, they are empowered to go to the other side. But they don't. He stands there and he watches them. dongs as they toiled because the wind was contrary to them they're fighting the wind now same storm same wind same waves jesus said go to the other side he's just empowered them to do that but they revert to the natural because there were some conditions against them now they have an opportunity to be fruitful to show that they have authority or that they can produce what, what Jesus told them to do. But they don't. They shift into the natural because of the conditions that they're in. Same storm, same wind, same waves. Jesus walks on the water. You know, it's a, you know, the, the, the waves are going, you know, up and down. I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not a glass sea. It's a storm. And then when he gets into the boat, they're immediately on the other side. Storm, he didn't say stop the storm. Immediately they were on the other side. Be fruitful. You and I have been empowered by this blessing to produce fruit. 
our lives should be fruitful. The fruit of the Spirit should function through us. But we also should pr produce. So, so what does the producing come back to? Remember the, the parable of the master and the three servants? And he all gave them talents. To those that produced, he gave them more. To the one who did not produce, who was not fruitful, he cast out. So now, see, most of us are struggling to be fruitful because we're fighting the conditions to try to survive. If we can make this shift, and this shift is called in the blessing. And I'm going to run out of time. I'm only on number one or number two. And I go, let me go to number three. He says, replenish the earth. This, this, this word replenish from the original Hebrew means to be full, to fill. I like this one. Consecrate as a priest. He wants us to be a priest in this earth. Do you know God has empowered every church of his to change their city? I've said it many times. We should own this city. City Hall should know who every single one of us are. Not just me. City Hall should know who every single one of us are. Tulare County Board of Supervisors should know who every single one of us are. Because we've been commanded to replenish, be fulfilled, consecrate as a priest, fulfill, carry out. We should carry out the plan of God. It is us that battle back the darkness. If we want to live in a city that is full of God's glory, then we got to beat back the darkness. Yeah. Which means we got to be who he said to be. Number four, he said, subdue it. Bring into bondage. Subdue. Force. We, there, there's that, it tells you there's going to be opposition to you. There's opposition to us being who God created us to be. But he says, you overtake it, subdue it. Bring it into captivity. Then he says, have dominion, rule or over. We should be over. We should be ruled. We should have a say on what's going on in the world around us. This is what Adam did until Adam violated God's word and was expelled. Now he's in a survival mode. But God never changed. He immediately made a covenant with him. He killed an animal. He covered his sin and, and you know, started working with him uh, to, to walk in the power and the empowerment of God as, uh, to have dominion. As long as Adam, watch this, as long as Adam was in the place, that's what I'm talking about, in the place called the spirit. As long as Adam was in the place, it all worked. Once he got out of the place, it didn't work. God's never changed. If we don't understand this in the place, then we can easily get out of the place, which is operating out of the deposit, the treasure that has been placed inside of us. God, from the very beginning, has, has orchestrated this thing that we can walk in him. In fact, the, the definition of the Hebrew word in here, blessed, means filled with strength, full, praised, adored. In fact, over in the book of Malachi, talking about tithes and offerings, he says, see if I will not pour out a blessing. <clears throat> and then he says that people will, shall call you a delightsome land. That's part of the, that's part of the wording right here uh, of the word blessed, adored, uh, uh, praised, 
full, full of strength. You know, many Christians don't full, feel full of strength because they view what is before them, the trouble, the, the perplexity, whatever it is that's coming out of them, is greater than their ability to walk through it. God didn't create us that way. We've got to understand who he's made us to be, what he has put inside of us, and how we can walk in the power and the authority of who he is, overcoming every single thing that ever comes against us. You have the power to handle what's in your life. Now, if, if you don't, if you're struggling in the faith, yeah, call on an elder of the church. Call somebody to, to agree with you. But, but first event, you should look at, I've got the power to do this. God's equipped me to do it. Because what are you going to do if you can't call somebody, if you can't reach out to somebody, if you can't get somebody to help you? Are you just going to collapse at that point? No, you got to rise up and know that you got this because greater is he that's in me than he that stands before me. Now, let me get one more verse in Ephesians chapter one. Amen. No, actually, let's read. I go to Isaiah chapter eight. We'll go there. <clears throat> I'll read it really quick. Isaiah eight eighteen. Behold, I am the children. Now, now we're into Isaiah now. So, so we had, I, I've dealt with in the beginning. Now we fast forward because God's never changed. Uh, Isaiah 8, 18. Behold, I am the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders. You were created for signs and for wonders. This is the place called in the spirit. How are you going to live in signs and wonders? Well, Lord, do something. Ooh, no. Walk in authority, man. Start decreeing things. Start understanding who you are and the power that operates within you. Now go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed. That's what I'm talking about today. This place of blessing. This place called in the Spirit is a place where blessed works. Now, God, stop and think about this. Going back to Genesis. When God breathed into the nostrils of Adam, God took a very part of him and breathed into Adam. Two, two powerful points of what God did with Adam. He breathed life into him, and he blessed him. Now, now God has never designed for his people to get out of this blessing. But we've cheapened the word. But I'm blessed. I got a close parking lot. I'm blessed. Man, walk. You can probably use the exercise. <laughs> B blessed is so powerful. Ooh, I found $20 on the ground. I'm blessed. God is far more valuable than 20 bucks. Take it and rejoice, but don't cheapen the word blessed. God said in this bless, he is blessed. If you look at this as the personage, just like God is love, God doesn't love people. He is love. His love is for people because it it's who he is. He is blessed. When he blessed Adam, he took a very part of him and put it into Adam. But Adam walked away from what he put into him. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, in heavenly places in Christ. Now, this heavenly places in Christ is this place called blessed. But he's deposited inside of you. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. 
people are talking their problems, people are talking their dissatisfaction, people are talking their emotions, people are talking, and God said, I, I have put my very power in you and gave you an opening in your head that you could decree the wonders of God. Now, I'm going to deal with this on Wednesday. If I, if I can figure out how to put this together, I'm not going to commit myself to doing it. I, I, I know I have an idea in my head of how to do it, to try to reveal to us the, the complexity that we walk through in, in operating with a holy God. Um, and if I can pull it off, uh, I'm going to do that on Wednesday. And so, but, but blessings function from this place called in the spirit. God transferred that part of him into Adam, but then he made it available to you and I. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all. How many? All. Say it again. All. Spiritual blessings. Now, this is where the spiritual overlays the natural. See, the natural, there's sickness and disease. In the spiritual, by his stripes, I'm healed. I don't have to participate in it if I can stay in this place called in the spirit. He that was rich became poor that you might be rich. Well, there's poverty, lack, and, lack, poverty, lack, and debt all over the place, a system of mammon. But I've got this place called in the spirit where I can rise above what's happening in the natural. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. God knew you before you were you. And Jeremiah says, when you were in the, the womb, I knew you. Here he says, before the foundation of the world, I knew you. Now, just look at the, the, the part of your life that's not working, that hasn't worked. The goofed up brain, the addictions, the different things we got, the things we struggle with. That's, that wasn't God's plan. God had a plan for you and I before the foundation of the earth. How is that plan going to get filled? The blessing from this functionality of in the spirit. Amen. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, uh, without blame before him in love. Now, in, we won't go there. I'll stop right here. But in Genesis chapter 1, um, when God showed up to Abram when he was 99 years old. Remember it says when, when Abram was, 90, was about 100 years old, he stumbled not. Okay, he stumbled a lot before the 99. Uh, that's why we had Ishmael. That's why we had all these other things and the different things that he's done. He's, God's trying to work with him. But when, when he was 99 years old, 17 and 1, if you want to uh, look it up, Genesis 17 and 1, he says to, to uh, walk in me and be perfect. Well, we know that when he says perfect, it's not without errors. We're human. We all goof up, but it means blameless. I'm going to walk and function in this blessing, in this blessing that you gave me. See, if we can come, let's stand. If we can come to this place. You know, there's another scripture I use a lot of times. It says, walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. A lot of people approach their Christianity as if I could just get my flesh under control, I can walk in the spirit. That's not what the word of God says. It says, start where you're at right now. Get in this place called in the spirit. And the things of the flesh will go away. Because if you look at the thing, you know, everything of the flesh that we're battling to have, it's trying to fulfill a void within our heart. Well, if we get in that place, the void is filled. I don't have to do those things. I don't have to buy that thing to make me feel good about 
having power. I don't have to inhale, drink, do that thing that makes me feel better and in control. I don't have to go to that place that makes me feel better and in control. Amen. There's a place called in the spirit where it works. Our problem, which Wednesday I'm going to deal with more, our problem is that we can't wrap our minds around what God has done in the spirit because we've never gotten in that place. And in that place, we've got to come to a, a place. Like I said, I, I, what I was talking about where I was meditating on and seeing where, okay, I'm struggling some, getting some things to manifest. Why is it? Well, probably because I keep meditating on why is it not working, trying to figure out the answer instead of just continue to, to stand in what I have said and believe what I said. Doubt not with my heart. But God, I need this and I need that. And in order for this thing to work, I got to I, I gotta bring all these things together. He didn't say that. He said to create. It will be established. Believe what you said. Doubt not. I've got to hold myself in that place. I remember a, a preacher telling a story one time. Their, their son was really, really sick. Had a high fever, had whatever going on. And so uh, they, they were a preacher of faith. They understood God's healing power. So they went in and prayed for the son and uh, um, believed that the son was going to be better and went back into the living room or wherever they were at in the house and you know, stayed up for a little while longer. When they decided to, uh, decide to go to bed, he thought, well, I'm going to go in the, the bedroom and check on my boy. And the Lord stopped him. He said, don't you believe what you prayed? Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe what I prayed. Then why do you need to check on him? You don't check on him any other night before you go to bed. See, it's those, it's those small things that we don't see where we step out of the place. And that's what we've got to get down to, where we see the small places. <clears throat> because a little bit off with God is off with God. Because he created a place where this all functions out of. Can I stay in the place? Though a thousand fall at my right hand and ten thousand at my side, it shall not come near me. Put yourself there. That's freaky. Eleven thousand people falling dead all around you. It shall not touch me. It shall not touch me. It, sh it sh shall not touch me. It shall not touch me. It sh shall not touch me. Uh, it shall not touch me. It shall not touch me. See, most people would say, oh, people are going to die from this. <laughs> I bet I'll be the first one to go. That's my luck. Oh, despair and agony, deep, dark depression. What's the rest of it? Excessive, Excessive misery. <laughs> Y'all didn't watch Hee Haw? That's how most people live. Well, if there's a lemon to be sold out there, I'm the one that's going to buy it. No, 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 no. Though a thousand fall at my right hand, ten thousand at my side, it shall not come near me. Oh, it may happen to you, but it isn't going to happen to me. Do you hear the bad news? Everybody's going down. Everybody but me. I'll still be standing when they're all laying down. This is the place called in the spirit where God has empowered us to overcome all things because he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings that has the power to supersede all. All natural things. Amen. 
But you have to raise your own standard to stand in it. You've got to realize this. I can preach a message and it can make sense to your mind, but, but living this out is a lot harder than preaching it. And I don't preach this as theory. This is, this is the path I've chosen to walk. I've seen it. I've battled a lot of things. I, over, I, I tell my testimonies, both good and bad, where I failed and where it works, so that you can understand. Uh, learn from it. Don't repeat my mistakes. Do what I did that works. Get around somebody who knows something that you don't know. You'll learn. If you hang around the same people all the time, you'll have the same things all the time. I've had it said at least once of me, I don't understand what you're talking about. Hang around more. It'll start making sense. I don't understand that Bible. Read it more. It'll start making sense. Well, I read this guy's book because I don't understand the Bible. Well, all you're going to get out of it is that guy's revelation. Heavenly Father, I pray today. God, that we will get hungry for you. Lord, that we'll get 